video games were made to be played. Don't play yours? We know some people who will. We are Get Well Gamers, a charity who take your unwanted video games and consoles to give to children's hospitals and wards across the UK. Donating is super easy. Just head over to our website, getwellgamers.org.uk, to fill out our online donation form. You've played the hero, now be the hero. Welcome to another episode of our gaming podcast, the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast. I am your host, Jessica, and today we've got the Dream Team in action, Pure Dead Craig and Andy. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. This week we're digging deep into Liza P, the spine-crushing action of Mortal Kombat 1, and we'll even take a look at neon-soaked streets of Cyberpunk 2077 ahead of its 2.0 update and expansion. In the news this week, we'll talk about the Nintendo Direct and PlayStation State of Play that were last week. Xbox didn't have an event, but they did have a huge leak with all their plans up till 2030 revealed to the world. And finally, our gaming movie of the week was The Last Starfighter, so stay tuned for a review of that. I'm going to warn you in advance, Craig, I've got a busy day tomorrow and I do not have time to edit all your sniffles out, so just get them out now, if you don't mind. Blow your hooter. Right, okay, just cut the next five minutes out. (laughs) Are you going to cut out all the abuse we're both likely to give you about The Last Starfighter? Why would I get abuse from it? Because it was your suggestion. Oh, well, I mean... That was not lost on me half an hour from the end when I looked over and you were curled up in a ball of sleep. Yeah. I knew that was going to happen. Aye. Aye, did you? Yeah. I've watched a lot of it, though. Anyway, Jess, we'll get... Jess, Jess just went, I've had my fun. We'll get to that. <laughs> just went to sleep that to suffer right. the full fucking shenanigans. In my defence, I had just been to the gym and everything. I was tired. And I went to the gym this morning. <laughs> what did you do? You I had to watch the last star. Life. I had to watch the last Starfighter. That's what I fucking did, right? Look at me. I work out. Fuck's sake! She's trying to make us feel bad about herself as well, Andy. On top of that, no, it's like a double dunt. Did you tell you about the video I sent him about the the ladies with the Pepsi Max? No, it was Diet Coke, wasn't it? No. Yeah. Don't I? Do not bring Pepsi Max into this. <laughs> Don't ping Pepsi Max into distribute. Aye. <laughs> what happened with the video? Well, it was two larger size ladies being... Fat fucks. <laughs> being interviewed and the woman was like, so how much water do you drink? And uh, they were like, I'm none. Just so casually. And then <clears throat> she she said she drank sodies. Um, sodies? Yeah. I mean, Soda. when you're calling them sodies, you've got an issues. <laughs> yeah, you've got a pet name for them. Yeah, and then, then they were like, oh, how many do you drink? And they're like, eight to twelve a day. I'm like, oh, this sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they weren't athletes, and I am an athlete. Questionable. Mm-hmm. Also, the best bit of the video, Andy, that she's she's buried the lead here, they, the two of them, were they sisters? I don't know. They said that when they were young, their mum had told them that any time they ate, they ate anything with sugar in it, they were to drink a diet soda because that would take it all away. That would cancel out. 
Yeah. Oh my god. So if they had like a donut, they would then have a diet coke With to, that would somehow Can't extract. <laughs> it wasn't just that the diet coke didn't have sugar in it. It was that, that it actually it, took away. Aye, it was that it counteracted the sugar. <laughs> Oh my god! And, and what the, age did they get to when this was still going on? Well, then? so after the the woman goes, and so do you believe that to be the case? And she was like, "Yeah." And oh she, no! And I'm like, "You're no, th- you're well, about thirty. Said, like, wow. I did then, but I don't know. But yeah, they've been they were restricted to subsequently one can a day to wean them off it. A wee soda. One can a day is not weaning off. That's fucking. It's like a hard boiled egg. Yeah, probably is. Would Any. you think you could do one a day? No. Don't plan no. to either. If you did, <laughs> if you did have to have one a day, when would you have it? Would you have it in the morning, your lunch, or would you wait to night where you could savour it? I would hold off as long as I could. And then once the shakes had properly kicked <laughs> in, <laughs> and I felt like I couldn't go on, <laughs> I, I would have it then. Like Jess is coming through with the fucking hypodermic needle with the fucking Pepsi Max in it, right into your fucking intravenously getting it. So, prob- so probably about half nine in the morning. <laughs> and then by 11 o'clock in the morning, as I walked out, went and got a six pack. Fuck's sake. To compliment mother six pack. Mm, of course. So we've not been up too much then. Um. No. We went swimming at the weekend. Ooh, swimming. family trip to the local baths, which was fine. Was it? Well, was it really? <laughs> the actual swimming part was fine. Um, was it? <laughs> <laughs> but so you have to book online, right? Which I tried to do in advance. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and I've got an account and everything. I've done it before, right. but it just wasn't working for me. So she's, set, like, she's setting up the the fact that it wasn't her fault. It wasn't her fault. Um, so we got there, and I said, oh, "I tried to do it online, but it wouldn't let me." Um, I said, "Like, here's my account, mm-hmm. like membership, because it's like a pay-as-you-go account membership type thing. I don't right. pay a membership fee, right?" Um, and so she was like, "All oh, right, it's just because your membership's lapsed," and I was like, "All right, okay, that's fine." So, like, I was on the system. And the three people with me were all on the system as well, but we'd mm-hmm. all lapsed. Right. And it wasn't didn't seem to just be a case of, okay, there you go, two adults, two children, done. Uh-huh. She had to individually go through us all, oh, check our sake. date of birth, that it she had to like re-enter four Everything people's again. information into the system, right? Oh, and she also some weird thing as well, she had to put it through two different transactions. I think it was like a system issue. So obviously that took a bit of time. Mm-hmm. About 15 minutes. Really? N- not my fault, right? No, but, it wasn't your fault. But the session, It was her fault. She was a miserable bitch. Yeah. I don't know if she listens. You were a miserable bitch. <laughs> but obviously the session was on from like 11 to half 12 or something like that. Mm-hmm. But we were there at like maybe quarter to 11, 10 to 11. But obviously everyone else starts piling in. Oh, no. And the queue is fucking out the door. We're oh, still standing fuck. there like, oh my God, hurry the oh, fuck no. up. Yeah. Now granted, right, when we turned up, there was one group of one family in front of us. By the time we finally got through, I mean, it probably was only like maybe eight families, but that eight families totaled about 30 people. <laughs> oh, fuck. And they were all like buzzing around right behind us. It was like a big mm-hmm. foyer. There was just, it wasn't like a, a line. It was just people and kids, everywhere. Like impatient kids. Uh, you oh, know my what God. I mean? So just we an felt... amalgamation of bodies. Every yeah. time Jess turned around, I was just like, do something. 
Mm. <laughs> what was I supposed to do? <laughs> do something. Make her go quicker. Yeah. And the woman behind the counter just was not interested at all. She's not giving a fuck. No. Like, I was what? Because I was looking at her, because seeing that situation, like, just out of courtesy, I would be trying to go faster, or mm. at least trying to show that I was going as fast as I could and trying yeah. to make an effort. Yeah. She, you couldn't stir her with a stick. It was fucking incredible. It was mm. like she didn't know there was anybody else there. Yeah. I didn't care. So that was awkward. Mm. Yes, it was. The swimming, the the swimming pool used to be amazing when I had the flume and all that when we were younger. Well, that's the thing. You go in now and it's just a fucking pool and yeah. a wee pool. Like the diving boards are always shut. Are like, they? Aye, it's just that, that pool's like about fucking three foot deep, and it's got What's floats in it. That? That's the whole point: is to build up the courage to go higher and higher and higher. Yeah. But aye, the whole the whole bit where the flumes were, that's all gone. Oh, I remember doing that with the diving balls and just been like shiting myself to go up and up and up and just keep on like egging yourself on. Aye. That's, that was a fun by it. It's the type of experience as a youngster you had to overcome to become a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You would go in the flumes get, and then hodge yourself aye. in the flume when it, because it was like half, half and half, you could look. Like, you could see out for see half out, of it, aye. And then it went into an actual tunnel. And when you went into the tunnel, when the lifeguard couldn't see you, you would stop yourself mm-hmm. and then <laughs> wait for your pal. Like, you would be like starfished in the tunnel. And then usually what your pal would do is would fucking nut you in the boy sack and you would fall on top of each other. Oh dear. I'm yeah. sure we've spoken about this on this podcast before, so I might be treading over old ground, but like I always remember the time where someone had stopped and then someone so someone else got stuck behind them and it was just a train of people coming all the way back out the full tunnel bit to the half tunnel. Mm. And it was clearly there was like fifteen people just sitting there. Oh my god! And like that's dodgy. Well, see these days you'd be like, that's probably a bit of a hazard because the yeah. weight would build up, yeah. right? Because yeah, yeah. this thing's just fucking hanging there. But no, no. Instead of like them being like just blowing the whistle and being like, now come on, guys, come mm-hmm. on. The the lifeguard who was fat as fuck, it was like because I was in the queue on the stairs and I was like two behind, ready to go, and he was just like, that's it top off and then he just shot himself oh, really? down the thing and smashed into the back of the, the boy that was at the, and then they all came flying down and I remember thinking it wasn't the boy at the back's fault uh, like he just went down and got stuck he probably didn't even know the people that had started this but he uh, took the full brunt the full oh, brunt of this big lifeguard unclogging the flume aye good times but there's none of that shit anymore. All the flumes have been taken away apart from the yeah. big, big places. Then you had the Magnum as well that had that Super Bowl. Yeah. It was like a plug. Yeah, and that's all just, shut down. Yeah, you just went round it and round it like as if you were like getting spun in a plug and just went like that. Ah, uh, the Space and Bowl. The Space Bowl, that's what it was called, the Space Bowl. And uh, you could either like, ed- again, go into the Space Bowl and then edge yourself down so that you just kind of fell out it. Or you'd do what I would do and then just let yourself, just let your body go. Aye. So then you would look, actually just come out the hole that fucking your body was mangled to fuck, but it was brilliant fun. Yep. And they had the rapids, the figure eight rapids. That's right. Mm. The Aye. rapids were good. I wasn't old enough for the space bowl, nor did I want to go on it. I had a few traumatic experiences in flumes when I was younger, so I'm, I'm not water confident. <laughs> water confident. <laughs> water confident, but not confident. But then they get rid of that, which was awesome, and they've replaced it with an Olympic-sized swimming pool yeah. that you're not allowed to jump in. Great. Oh, fuck's Thanks sake. for that. Well done, Irvin. You fucking uh, idiot. Oh, well. Oh! I got a gold star. 
Right, oh, you've led into that in the worst way. We're just talking about Olympic pools and you went, oh, I got a gold star. Aye, for tidying up. It's <laughs> hardly. What age <laughs> Oh, he was still fucking delighted What, have with you it. got like a board that you get stars put on by Jess or something? No, I just, I'd, uh, I, I don't know, we finished dinner last night and as I do, <laughs> as I do. I got all the plates, tied mm-hmm. them all up, put them in the dishwasher, and I came back through and I was like, I deserve a star for that. And she appeared with a gold star. Oh, brilliant. Put it in my t-shirt. Oh, my God. But then the kids got upset and they wanted one. I was like, you're not getting my star. And did the kids do anything for Yeah, Nathan brought down washing, but I was like, Nathan, that's clean washing that you've just brought down. So, yeah, take it back upstairs. <laughs> take it back. <laughs> yeah, Jess said, can you bring down any of your white washing, Nathan? And uh, so he just picked up anything that he could find that was white, <laughs> including stuff that was in his drawers, and brought it all down. <laughs> he Jess is like, Nathan, half that stuff's clean. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you just said bring white stuff down. <laughs> Not he for really a fucking light up. He obviously went at that star. Oh, bless him. I just wanted, because I had it. Mm. Did Darren get a star? No. <laughs> Never. <laughs> okay. I did. I love how you just shake your head. <laughs> Don't be stupid. I, thre- I threatened her with a bronze star. She wasn't happy. <laughs> Not happy one bit. See, that's the thing. I've learned, you know, he's from his exploits in collecting platinum trophies and mm. what are they called? Mm-hmm. Can, what Achievements. Achievements. Um, what are they called? You're in a fucking gaming podcast. I've been up to six o'clock. I was at oh, gym. she was at the gym. Forgot. <laughs> she hasn't mentioned that in five minutes. Um, I've learned that that's how I how I do it that now. Helps. If I need that him to do is, something, yeah. I, I give him that incentive. A wee gold star. That's what he wants. So. No, what a platinum star. <laughs> <laughs> You're so easily manipulated into doing whatever. Gold, just look, gold stars just a, lead to platinum stars. Oh, just as long as there's an achievement at the end of it. Once you've got a hundred, then maybe I'll consider Once it. Once I get hundred, something's going to happen. See, see if you do the washing, you're going to get a wee platinum for that. You write it in a notebook for you, and then put the wee stars next to them. See, he's all he's all over what I've done and what I haven't done. What hasn't he done? We get right in. Where's the right in? Oh yeah, we did get right in. Um, as part calling of you out, bitch. Y- yeah, are we right in for him? Um, it says, if the local yodeling bin wanker himself is recording tonight, could you ask him when he's going to appear on Ulster's number one podcast oh, fuck. with fuck... <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Fucking its name. Yeah, there you go, eh? I do keep on forgetting to do this. Ah, you're not getting a fucking star, are you? No. Ulster star. <laughs> They'll be well, over. I'm in Belfast on Saturday. There you go, you can be up. Go and do it, do it face to face. I don't know if I'd be meeting them face to face. That's a bit brave. Yeah, yeah I'll go on that. Okay, I'll go on good. that. Yeah, he's going to go on it. There you go. Noted. Um, did you see? You won't see it, Andy. But did you see what I, that they're bringing out? Uh, they're bringing out a peripheral for the PSVR two now of the putting. Mm. Walk about mini golf. They're bringing out like a stick that's compatible with the the move sticks, oh, so no. that you can do a proper putting oh, for motion. God's sake! I'm fucking all over it. All can you not just it. do that yourself? I was going to say, can you not just get a stick and uh, bit of duct tape? tape it. I presume it no, because it'll need to have the buttons higher up so that you can engage the ball. Uh, right, so it'll be I got you. But who is it that makes it? It's Hello Real, and it's shipping in September apparently. 
Let's see if we can get a wee sample of that. If not, you can. Holy have... fuck, it's September the now. Yes. Need to be quick about that then. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking read that tweet and I was like, that's ages away. If it's not. not. Can, it's probably out the now. You can <laughs> add it to your um... Santa list. Yeah, you could. Do oh, that. that'd be good. Christ, don't be long. Eh? Santa's always good to me. Oh, less than a hundred days now. <laughs> fucking hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking hell. That's actually crazy when you think about it. Yeah, it feels. I mean, it happens every year, Andy. I don't. <laughs> it does come round every year. I don't know why I'm surprised. It does, but I feel because I love the winter. Mm-hmm. I feel like it takes forever to get to this point to get to September, but then September to December is like that. Yeah. Like there's just not enough time for Christmas films. Well, you find a way. We will. We'll find a way. Life finds a way. Okay, but is there time for games this week? Because there's a lot coming out. Fucking need we? Yeah, it's a jam-packed week for gaming releases. So yeah, let's just run through what we have in store. Uh, first up, Lies of P releases on Xbox via Game Pass, PlayStation, and PC September nineteenth. So it's a thrilling Souls-like that catches that sorry that takes the story of Pinocchio, turns it on his head, and sets it against the darkly elegant backdrop of the Belle Epoque. Epoque. Either. This is about yep. Pinocchio. Yeah, uh, tell me the what? Pinocchio connection here, please, Craig. Does it stand for Lies of Pinocchio? Well, so I, I'm not. I'm ten hours into this, and I couldn't actually tell you. <laughs> yeah, so, but you, yeah, you essentially are him. Yeah, um, but a mechanical version. You're not like made of wood or whatever. It's it's. Fucking awesome this game. Is it? Aye. It's absolutely brilliant. I played the demo a couple of months ago. Absolutely loved it. The one thing I would say though is, and a lot of people I suppose will know this going in, it's a Souls-like game. So it's brick hard. Brick fucking hard. Like I'm 10 hours in, but if you were to go to like a full game walkthrough, you could get to where I am in probably about an hour and 20 minutes. Like if you like, but all these walkthroughs have cut out the numerous deaths that they've had. Mm. You can see the cuts. Um, it's it's so cool though. It's so fucking cool. It's like a kind of steampunk world. The combat is just so addictive. Like it's really hard, but every time you die, you're like, no, I want to go again. I want to go again every single time. You've got this really cool like mechanical arm. I've got an upgrade for it now where I can like shoot out like a grappling hook and pull enemies towards me. Um got loads of different enemy types. Like every different enemy type is just cool as fuck. You can get loads of cool weapon upgrades. Everything about it. I'm absolutely loving this game. It's I knew from the demo that it was gonna be one of my favourite games this year, but so far I'm I'm just loving it. Like my only concern is like going by the reviews. It's one of the harder soul style games. Right. And so I genuinely might hit a wall when I'm mm. just like, I can't fucking do this. It does look awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's scoring pretty highly as well. At the time of recording, it's got 81 on PS5, 82 on PC, and 84 on Xbox. Yep, and it's on Game Pass. So you can dive in at no extra cost over on the Xbox side. It's brilliant. Like I say, you, just, you do have to stick with it though because it'll kick your ass properly kick your ass but like the more you play the better you can become yeah so each enemy you kill you get i don't know what the points are called but you get points 
And whenever you die, those points drop where you die. So you have to go, if you do die, you have to go back there to retrieve them. Okay. But mm. these points can be used to upgrade. So you can upgrade your stamina, your health, your like your technique, which is the force in which you deliver blows. And so technically, if you were really shit at the game, you could, I assume, essentially start the game, kill the first five enemies, go back to the checkpoint, upgrade, and keep doing that rinse and repeat over and over again until you became overpowered. Mm-hmm. I think you can do that. Um, unless there's a sort of, like a, a sort of skill check where they go up with you, but I don't think so. You were able to technically do that with Elden Ring as well. You could just keep grinding until you're overpowered. And so I might have to do that here because it is very difficult. But um, one thing I would recommend is, I'm going to butcher this name here, but it's a guy I talked to on Twitter. I believe his name and YouTube account is Elbethium. And he does a lot of guides for these Souls type games. He's amazing at them. And so he shows you kind of easier ways to work around the bosses and stuff like that. So if you if you are playing it and you're struggling, definitely check his videos out. Um, there was a boss I beat last night, and he basically found a way where you didn't really have to engage with him at all. And I was like, "This is fucking great!" Because the guy was <laughs> killing me. <laughs> the guy was absolutely kicking my ass. Uh, so yeah, highly recommend checking out his videos. He's got loads of videos of like I don't know, like beating Cuphead without taking a single hit, stuff like that. Yeah. Like the guy's ridiculous. Uh, so yeah, definitely check him out. But if you've got the means to check out this game, I highly, highly recommend it. It's excellent. Okay. Next up, we have Mortal Kombat 1 on Xbox, PlayStation, PC and Switch coming out September 19th. So you can discover a reborn Mortal Kombat universe created by the fire god Liu Kang. Mortal Kombat 1 ushers in a new era of the iconic franchise with a new fighting system, game modes and fatality. Fatality. Yeah, we did kind of speak about this last week because it did hit, like, if you bought the Ultimate Edition, I think you got it last last week. But um, I just wanted to bring it up again because it's now out. The scores for both PlayStation, Xbox, and I think PC actually have been really high, uh, apart from, obviously, Push Square and its usual 7 out of 10. Standard. Yep. But um, it's on Switch, and it's a bit of a mess on the Switch. So, if you, I am sure. Yeah. So if you Google Mortal Kombat One Switch, it's yeah. There's some of the screenshots are fucking horrendous. In what way? Like it just looks really bad, really bad. Um, like very low res textures. Like I don't know. Remember when Cyberpunk wasn't loading properly? That kind of shit. Um. So yeah, I think its overall score has been pulled down a little bit, probably because of the Switch. Um, but by all accounts, really good game. I'm going to take your word for it. I will never be playing this. I'll check it out when it comes down in price or when it joins a service. It does look cool, but not cool enough for me to no. invest in it when there's other games about. And not a new game, but a revamp of one of the best RPGs ever. Yes. Craig wrote that, not me. Um, A complete gameplay overhaul of Cyberpunk 2077 is coming. 2.0 update on PC, Xbox and PlayStation hits September 21st. So it includes 
yeah, overhaul of vehicle combat, a revamp of the police system, new skill trees, redesigned cyberware, and much, much more. There'll be a free patch for all owners of the game, although current gen and PC only. Yes. <laughs> Aye, the, the 2.0 patch is only coming to current gen. Um, and that comes out on Thursday. And by all accounts, so there's a lot of previews of this out. No one's obviously reviewing it properly, but from all by all accounts, it's almost like a new game, the amount of updates they've done for it. Uh, if you've been holding off on Cyberpunk, now's the time. Um, the expansion comes next week as well. So uh, obviously all, the, all this additional content will carry over into that, and it looks fucking amazing too. But yeah, one thing to watch for, if you do have a previous save on Friday, once this update gets downloaded, you will all your skill your skill tree will be reset and you'll you'll be able to redo your skill your skill right. tree um, because they're adding complete new skill trees in. Ah, okay. So they're gonna give you all your skill points back and then you can redistribute them how you want. Um so it might be an idea if you have a character you're like, no, I like him the way he is, to go in and just maybe take a screenshot of what you have so that you can respec it. Mm, okay. Um do you have any concerns over like I don't know, the performance of this game. Obviously, yes. the, the original launch of Cyberpunk 2077 was a, a situation that, you know, caused them to withdraw from the store. It was that bad on, on some consoles. Um, and I know that um, when the developers sort of came out and sort of warned PC players to kind of double check their machines and have like adequate cooling systems in, in particular in place. This PC um, specs are supposed to be mental. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, so how demanding is the game going to be on consoles? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, a lot of the previews, it's people saying they played on console. Mm. And so that kind of gives me a bit of confidence. But it's hard to have confidence after the launch of this thing initially. Yeah. I sort of get the impression that this is the game they always wanted to put out, but they pretty much had to wait for hardware to catch up. Like, and I know people will say, well, the PS5 and Xbox were out, but they started making Cyberpunk on PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah. Mm. And then, like, so that's the version that released. Yeah. And it was only then they brought out a next gen patch, but that was just to patch it up and, like, I think had they had the time and they had they had the power, this is the game they would have wanted to put out, but they mm. just weren't able to at the time. Mm. So I'd hope it runs well, but I mean, given their history, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put money on it. And also just to check on Phantom Liberty because I, I've not fully played Cyberpunk. I played the beginning of it. Um, I can't remember why I stopped playing, to be honest, but. But if I wanted to jump into Phantom Liberty, like, am I right in saying that it, it's not like at at the end of the story this occurred? Like, it's like in the middle of the story. So you maybe have to play a little bit in order to sort of unlock Phantom Liberty. You definitely can't play Phantom Liberty just straight off the bat. Okay. Uh, you have to be part of the way into the game. I'm not sure how far because I've been avoiding Phantom Liberty content as much as I can because I want to go in blind. I don't so want you're to planning see... on starting the whole thing from scratch? Well, I, I completed the whole game again last week. Right. Like, because I'd lost my save. Remember that? did that take you? 30 hours or something. Right. I take it it was a lot longer the first time you played it. Aye, aye. And I just ploughed through it this time. 
uh, I ploughed through it and did a little bit of side content and then I want to do more side content after this 2.0 thing comes on Thursday so I can right. see like how much different it is and yeah. then Phantom Liberty next week but yeah when that when that remember the PlayStation got wiped like mm-hmm. I lost all my save data mm-hmm. uh, and so I wasn't sure how far you had to be in mm-hmm. so I was like fuck it I better get this completed to okay. make sure because okay. I, th- I think you do need to be quite near the end I think I read about 10 hours or so Oh, well, that'll be fine then. Um, but yeah, I was just curious as, like, I don't know how much you need to, have, like, yeah. <laughs> how much you need to have played. Uh-huh. I mean, it could just be the prologue. Like I say, I have been avoiding it just because, I don't know, like, they kept doing these Night City Wires and, oh, here's another trailer for it. And sometimes when I'm excited about a game and I know I'm going to play it, I'm just like, I don't, I, I don't, I'm worried that, like, sometimes when they're trying to sell you stuff, they just show you too much I shit. Mean- Aye, yeah. and I don't know if they've done that, but I'm worried they were going to, so I just avoided it. Okay. Next up, we have Hell Sweeper VR coming to PSVR 2, Quest 2, and Steam VR on the 21st of September. So this is from the makers of Sorrento VR, and it's a first-person action combat game that descends you into hell. Uh, in Hell Super VR, you traverse with the de- demonic dimensions, wield weapons with deadly precision, command the forces of telekinesis and muster mystical powers to wipe out your twisted enemies. I just want to highlight this because it looks like a pretty cool VR game. Like I saw some previews and people saying it was the coolest VR demo they'd ever played. So I presume it's going to be quite good. I'd like to get the chance to play it, but I just don't have the time for VR games. Just now. There's too much other stuff. I'm going to be knocking my head against a wall with Eyes P for about six months. And then you've got Cyberpunk, Assassin's Creed. Too busy. I'm a busy, busy man. But it looks cool. If you're if you're looking for a VR game to play, it's supposed to be pretty good. Okay. We also spoke about this briefly last week as well, but EA Sports FC 24 Early Access is on PlayStation, Xbox and PC from September 22nd. So this is a new era for the world's game. 19,000 plus fully licensed players, 700 plus teams and 30 plus leagues playing together in the most authentic football experience ever created. You excited? Not really. I'm not either. Intrigued more than anything else. I I feel like because they've got the Scottish licences properly in this time, like Celtic Park's there, Ibrooks is there. That's, that's cool. Like for me, that might be enough. Aye, but you always go Celtic. Don't aye, you? But I'm really hoping that I don't know there is a significant upgrade on the pitch. But I'm just worried that I've not played it. But from what I've heard, like from the beta, there wasn't a big difference at all. And so that kind of concerns me. But I mean, that might, maybe that was just the beta. Maybe that was three builds ago, and maybe it's. That's a lot different, I don't know. Yeah, but the thing I noticed though, because you were playing, what's it called again, Pro Evo? E-Football 2024. The thing I noticed was like how good and fluid the animations are in that game compared to FIFA. Because even though FIFA's like a good game, it has got good animations, but when you compare it to E-Football, there's just something a lot smoother about E-Football when you look at it. 
Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it like, when you actually watch it, I think it plays more like. Yeah, it looks more like a football game. Aye, more like a football game. And it's it just a shame like, there's no game there. <laughs> I know, and I always like the angle, the camera angle in football. Yeah, that lower down, kind of closer to the pitch camera angles better than this because that looks so. They look so tiny there. Yeah, don't they? I'm mean, looking at a video if you right now. They look so small. I know. Like I know you've got more of the pitch to see, so you can plan more what you're doing. But it just doesn't look as impressive, though, it does it? Look, it's not. It's weird. And it means Craig has to. Uh, we have a mounted TV on the wall, so Craig has to stand up in front of it to I be do. able to see. I do. I go and stand right up there just so I can get as close to the action as possible. Do you need glasses? No, my eyesight's totally fine. I just prefer to be closer. <laughs> <laughs> Only when I'm playing football games. Right. Like when else? I don't bother. But when it's football games, for some reason, I just like to be close to the you stand TV. Up, you stand up. I stand up. Get right into it. I'm on the sidelines. <laughs> right. I kick every ball. But yeah, I'm. I don't know. Um, I think I'm more excited about this this year than most. But I think it is just the Scottish licenses. Like, and I don't know how far that will take me. We'll see. Like maybe, maybe like maybe it'll come out and it'll be a massive upgrade and it'll be it'll be this and it'll be that. But I don't know. I feel like. Their box quote is female players in Ultimate Team, Oof. and they can probably skate by on that Oops, because dude. at the end of the day, it's got Ultimate Team, and that's all it really needs in it to make the money. Yes. Aye, and yep. so you sort of wonder, like, how much are we gonna, how much are we gonna see? But uh, we'll report back. I'll I'll have played at least a few hours of it by next week, so. Aye, we'll give, a, we'll give an opinion. In fact, aye, we'll, we'll have the 10-hour free trial as a Friday anyway, so we can both give our opinions next week. Cool. We can also hopefully give our opinions of Rainbow High Runway Rush on the PlayStation, Xbox, PC and Nintendo Switch coming 22nd of September. So this is Rainbow High. If you're not familiar with Rainbow High, it's a fashion doll franchise. There's also a Netflix series that spawned off like a YouTube thing, I think. Um, and they've turned it into a game. Is this the one where the, the dolls have their bits? No, that's LOL dolls. LOL, Or right. OMGs. Um, these used to be called Rainbow Surprise, I think, but then they got rebranded to Rainbow High. I know way too much about this, I think. Um, but yeah, it's some sort of like... I don't know, creative, design your own fashion-y bits and stuff. You know, it's targeted at young girls Kids. and tweens. Yeah, so about an hour ago, uh, Andy and myself got railroaded by our daughter and she was telling us that she's on the podcast next week <laughs> to, <laughs> to discuss this game. Right, well, she thinks she is, but yeah. So is that happening? Is she going to be on the podcast? No, let's not get anyone excited. Oh, uh, she thinks she is. <laughs> Good luck with that, guys. Just throwing shade. <laughs> she doesn't know what she's doing. She ain't on no podcast. Um, and lastly, this week we have Whatever Land on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation, and Xbox coming out September 22nd. So, this is already available on Steam, and it's a hand painted point and click adventure game with a branching dialogue system, non linear gameplay, various endings, and unique in-game turn-based strategy sports simulator yeah included this because it has high ratings on pc and i really like the look of the art style i thought it looked quite cool i always enjoy a point and click game and yeah it just looks quite i don't know a wee bit tim button a wee bit i don't know Mm -hmm. looks quite cool if the story's good and obviously the pc ratings are quite high so i assume it might be quite quirky and fun Maybe worth checking out. The problem is, 
there's too many big games coming out just now. Like, this looks cool, but are you really not going to play Liza P to play this? Are yeah. you really going to not play Cyberpunk or FIFA or, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's going to go over Shadow Aye. But it's one to add to the wish list. Looks cool. <laughs> Craig's hoping it's shite. <laughs> so he doesn't have to play again. it. Fucking love it when I, I love it when a game shits the bed. You can't beat it. <laughs> Are you shite? Oh, gutted, mate. <laughs> and yet we've not done like deal of the week for a while, but Craig did mention if you have Game Pass, you can get ten hours of EA Sports FC for free from Friday as part of their trial. On PlayStation, you'll need EA Play, which costs about three ninety nine a month, I think, but you can usually get it with a discount somewhere so. there was I don't know if this is still available but I saw I think it was Fluffers on the Discord posted that you could get a month for 79p on okay. PlayStation just now mm-hmm. um, so that might still be available have a look about but yeah if not if you're on Xbox it's, it's part of it so you'll get you'll get your 10 hours oh, that's cool I suppose yep enough time to be disappointed <laughs> when's it actually out again? Uh, it comes out on the 20 what's Friday the 29th? 22nd the, the early access starts on the oh, 22nd right, and then the game comes out on the 29th oh, okay. so if you buy the special edition you get it as of this Friday right. but and you also get the free trial as of this Friday um, but then the full game comes out a week from Friday right okay gotta get those early access numbers mm-hmm. okay so what we've played this week Starfe- Starcraft Starfield <laughs> <laughs> Starfield. Still enjoying it? Yeah, yeah, it's good. I can't really say much. I'm just playing my way through I know, it's a difficult one to discuss and obviously we have Mm. spoke about it quite in depth the last couple of weeks so we don't want to kind of drag on the conversation about, oh, I'm just, I'm playing this and I'm, you know, like, but Well, you you say that, but on the Discord someone specifically asked us to stop talking about Starfield (laughs) and so I made it my mission to mention it at least every five minutes from this point forward. Somebody somebody said stop. Don't do that. How rude. That's what you get for being a pony. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been playing more of it too. Yeah. I feel as if you have to kind of play... You have to kind of play some of the main mission, really. Because that opens up a lot of the gameplay stuff, doesn't it? Like, if you didn't... If you just veered off and played the side stuff right away, you wouldn't have access to certain stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, there is some of the... So, uh, in the mission list, you get... Like I can't remember exactly what the the icon is, but it's like a blue. It's like the star. It's like the Starfield logo, and that mm-hmm. denotes that it's a main mission. Yes. And a lot of the like a lot of those missions are tied to extra abilities and yes. stuff like that. So you're like, yeah. uh, you don't want to like, I don't know, you don't want to leave all that to the end no. because then you'll have played the whole game and you'll be like, oh, wait a minute, what? There's a whole, there's a whole, there's five yeah. more abilities that I can get. I've exactly. got fuck all to do it. Exactly. Uh, like stuff that opens up that you get that because you're playing the main thing. You yeah, because I, I mean, like mind you said, if you play all, oh, that's it. You play the main story, that's you. So I don't want to get too far, but I will do a bit of it and then leave it and then go and do a lot of side stuff. Do you have the ability? Uh, I don't. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but like the the sort of to force zero gravity around you. The boost packs. No, so there's this ability you get, and essentially, you, I think it's you press. LB and RB right. and he just kind of goes like this boom and 
there's like a maybe 10 foot all around you just get zero g and it's just sort of like any enemies that are near you just oh, yeah. sort of start floating about you and then you can just start shooting them all no i've not got that one no. yeah that's that's one of the things you get from like one of those starfield logo missions oh. um so you get all these different abilities you can only have i think it's one of them active at one time um i used not, that one quite a lot though i thought it was cool as fuck yet. so that's what i mean i've not yeah. looked at that but yeah right cool but yeah that, that's an example like i really enjoyed doing that it was just it mm-hmm. never stopped being cool yeah. <laughs> and i'm like see if i'd done all the side content and then like i don't know because you can join like i I'd, like joined the free star rangers and i was doing all these different missions i'm like see if i couldn't do this yeah like you wouldn't be I, fun. I made it cooler Aye. and i thought i didn't realize i didn't have the boost packs until you actually use a perk on it like yeah. i thought because i had a boost pack on my back and my inventory i thought I, that i would just i had it and i was doing it and it wasn't until i, I went oh fuck it's actually there then I was like boosting about even higher and I was like, oh fuck, right, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've done that. You know, you need to, because you've got a boost pack, uh-huh. you need to get the perk so you can actually do it and then you jump and you can do double jumps and triple jumps. Oh, I've not done any of that. Because it doesn't fucking tell you. No. No, it doesn't really give you a lot no, of guidance. it does no. not tell you a lot at all. No. That's one thing, like, I don't and know. there's no local map. Yeah. That I mean, would just really fucking irritating. I know you've got the scanner, but it's kind of like you've kind of got to, when you get to a new place, you've kind of got to go and find your bearings first, mm-hmm. haven't you? Really, it's not like you can go, right, there's the shop over there. And you've kind of got to look about and kind of get your bearings in the area first, and then you can kind of like start going off on track. Which, I mean, to be fair, like, you could say, oh, that was a creative decision because the whole game's supposed to be about exploration and they want you to go and see this all for yourself, but it is fucking annoying when you're mm-hmm. just like, I just need a shop to sell my stuff. Yes. Where's the fucking shop? I know. I know. <laughs> oh, well, still good, though. You're all right, brilliant game. I'm just checking in on Castle stats, see where he's at. He's done five days and 12 hours he's played now. Which... Wow. I've only, I'm only like... <laughs> Quite impressive. 24, I think I'm a day A day About 24 hours I am about a day Which is still quite a lot It's yeah. just not Fucking soiling yourself And not sleeping A lot <laughs> No <laughs> With him I'm supposed to be going away with him For a couple of days I wonder with, if he, I wonder if he brings his Xbox I'm gallivanting uh, From Thursday to Sunday He's leaving me for are we, days are we, are we boys weekend Mm. Are we get away? Are we get away? Cheeky get away. Yeah, I've been quiet for a few weeks, but there's every chance I will come back with multiple stories of carnage <laughs> next week. I'm, however, taking the PlayStation with me though. Oh, for fuck's sake! Wild nights. Get a wee bit of FIFA. Fucking hell! Folk will come down in the morning, Craig standing at the TV. <laughs> Uh, I have been playing Sea of Stars as well as Starfield, um, which I will probably continue until I finish them both. You're right into the stars. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't. I don't think this is a spoiler as such, but I found the ancient crypt. Um, so I didn't know this about the game, but it was actually like a Kickstarter campaign to get it off the ground Um, and so there's this like Kickstarter crypt basically which is like a special location in the game and it contains like commemorative stones and statues and monuments to honour like the early supporters of the Kickstarter so depending on how much like you back and how much you put into it like you get as I say like there's like stones or you can get like some people have got a bit more fancy ones and things and they've all got little like personalised messages on them so if you and I think if you 
were involved in it, you you get given a code so you can search to find your one and stuff like that. Which I just thought it was like a really nice like I don't know homage to everyone who yeah was involved. Um, I was just running about it like reading all little things for a while. And like, this is cool until uh, I had to actually look up and think, what the fuck am I doing here? But ah. then I realised that's what it is. So, yeah. yeah, that's cool. So you still enjoying it? Yeah. Um, yeah, and again, not. I don't really want to talk too much more about it um, in terms yeah, of that's... spoiling things or whatever, but yeah, it's good. That's fair. Uh, what else? What else have I played? Liza P finished Cyberpunk, but I have spoke, we've really spoke about Liza P and I've probably spoke about Cyberpunk enough mm-hmm. over the years and I'm going to speak about it a lot more next week. So we'll park that and also, oh, I did jump into Assassin's Creed 2. Why? So I've been really excited about Assassin's Creed Mirage coming out, right? Mm-hmm. You've got nothing else to play. Nothing, nothing else. Uh, I've, been, I've been really excited about Assassin's Creed Mirage coming out and I know it's kind of gone back to its roots like mm-hmm. old style Assassin's Creed and so I just wanted I'm not well I'm going to play through the whole thing but I just wanted to sort of pick it up and have a look just so that I've got a, again I've got a comparison in a couple of weeks for like this is they're, they're trying to go back to this but they've improved it and I want to mm-hmm. see what they've improved and because it's a while since I've played it um, and it was one of the best older ones so it's been yeah. a while since I played an Assassin's Creed game now. That's the thing, it's been a couple of years now, mm-hmm. so... Uh, and even then, it was the RPG ones, which are a bit different from the older ones, so... Yeah. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in memory sequence four, so I'm about a third of the way through the game uh, at the moment, so I'll probably finish that up. And the only other thing, I've been playing that No Mercy mod, the WWF oh, yeah. uh, Legends Challenge 64. It's, <laughs> it's so fucking good. <laughs> It's just really good. I put a video up on YouTube of a 20-man Royal Rumble. It's ah, it's excellent. See, I was saying last week that they had uh, Sean Mooney and Lord Alfred, Hay- mm-hmm. Lord Alfred Hayes on commentary. Depending on what arena you choose, they've got different commentators. So they've got them, they've got Vince and Jesse. What a manoeuvre! They, they've also got Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse. Will you stop? Well, so Which one, one of the arenas, right, is WrestleMania three, and mm. I don't know if you remember this, right? I don't know how long it's been since you've watched one of the old WrestleManias, but do you ever remember that Gorilla Monsoon used, used to always call everything a happening? It's a happening, mm, and he vaguely. he does it over and over again in the commentary. Right. It's clearly trying to rip the hole out, and <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, well, and then they also have uh, Tony Schiavone and Bobby Heenan. So you've got like four sets of commentators you That's can get. That's mental. The yeah, amount of work involved in this. Don't get me wrong, it doesn't always line up, but it's cool as fuck anyway, yeah. hearing them in the background. Yeah. Also, there's little things like, do you remember Vlad the super fan, The guy that was always seemed to have a fucking ticket for the front row. He usually would wear like a tank top or something. The camouflage guy. The camouflage tank it, top. It wore different stuff, aye, him. And he had the glasses sometimes. Big, quite a tall guy, tanned, blonde hair. He's always in the front row. No, maybe I think somebody else, but on you go. Type in the game. Google Vlad the Superfan. See in the front row, he's there, any spot. So anytime, no matter what arena you go to, he it's different uh, there's different fans each time, but he's always in that bit, just at the corner of the aisle. It's just so many little bits of attention to detail. I don't really remember. Do you know what? He was always, he seemed to get a front row ticket for every single pay-per-view. They've done, there's someone did a documentary on him. 
because mm-hmm. it turned out that he was actually quite rich, I think, and he just followed them about the country back in the 80s mm-hmm. and 90s. No, I don't really, really recognise him, to be honest Yeah, but I it's just, I mean, like I say, check out the video if you want to see more, mm-hmm. but it's really fucking cool. And uh, aye, that's all I've been playing. Okay, thank you. Let's jump to this week's news then, because there's quite a lot of it. News, news, always believe in the news. We are bringing you the news with your digging team. Always believe in uh, So first up, Nintendo held a direct last week and it had a few decent announcements. Uh, so Paper Mario, the thousand year door gets a Switch makeover next year. Mario vs Donkey Kong brings co-op fun on the 16th of February next year. Splatoon fans, spring next year brings the slide, no, side order expansion pass. Super Mario RPG was shown again and is on course for November 17th of this year. Peach takes the stage on March 22nd next year in Princess Peach Showtime. Luigi's Mansion 2 HD haunts summer 2024. F-Zero goes royale in F-Zero 99. WarioWare Move It lands on November 3rd. Prince of Persia The Lost Crown will also be hint switch in January 18th next year. And Horizon Chase 2 was shadow dropped and is available now. It's just Nintendo announcements, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, one thing I will say, I always really quite liked the Luigi's Mansion games, and I didn't play Luigi's Mansion too. But today, I was seeing like sort of comparison shots because it's a HD remaster. You know how there's been quite a few recently, like they did that Red Dead remaster, and mm. it looks exactly the fucking same. And then they've basically just been ports recently. Mm. This is quite impressive. It looks like a massive upgrade. Like Nintendo haven't phoned it in. Mm. So that's quite cool. Yeah. I was quite interested in the F-099. Um, I downloaded it, but then I realised I downloaded it on the wrong Switch. I need to download it on another Switch because I don't have the online on that Switch. But right. it, didn't, it didn't tell me that before I downloaded it. What is it? Is it just like... So it's obviously like a Battle Royale F-0, so it's just 99 folk racing and each so. lap, whoever's last falls off. Something like that, yeah. It's quite a cool idea. Yeah. It'd need to be pretty fast laps, though. You get folk just fucking... Uh, that's dying in natural you just causes, keep on you until you're the, the last one. Because it's a battle royale racer. Right. Hmm. So I think each each lap, the last whoever's in the last place gets booted. Hmm. But I would need to go a pretty decent clip. Yeah. Um, also announced at the Nintendo Direct, but worthy of its own separate news story, is the announcement of a Tomb Raider One to Three remastered collection. So this is set for Valentine's Day next year. The game boasts updated textures and more curvilicious Lara Croft. Yeah, the cone tits are gone. Mm. She's now got rounded goods. Lovely. Yeah, obviously this was at the Nintendo Direct, but Aspire and Crystal Dynamics confirmed in a release after the event that it's also coming to PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One and PC. I'm definitely up for this. I, I've... Wanted to play Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider Two is fucking brilliant. I love that game, but you just you can't go back to the PlayStation One and play it. No. So, no. like at, at least if it's got quality of life updates or something yeah. like that, then that'll be enough. Like, Imagine I trying to jump a bit. I know. I think it's ugh, probably harder than you remember as well. 
Oh, mm-hmm. aye. Just because of the controls. Yeah. The camera. Like having to Bad. do a fucking shimmy left and a shimmy right to line up a jump and stuff like that. It was absolutely brilliant, oh, man. Oh, fuck aye. Aye, that's right. Don't and I know. presume, I mean, whether, I mean, maybe they'll upgrade that, I don't know. You don't know how much work they're going to do on it, but I'm, I'm interested to try it. Yeah, me like, too, because I actually played, certainly Tomb Raider 1, I can't, I can't remember the other ones, but I played it on PC. With keyboard? Uh-huh. Holy <laughs> like shit. Like spacebar was jump, do you know what oh I mean? Oh my God. <laughs> um, I mean, to be fair, when you look back, like when you played it on PlayStation 1, you were using a D-pad, there mm-hmm, wasn't, so yeah. it was fucking just about the same anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember che- using cheats though, so I must have used a... I must have played it on the PlayStation as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to checking it out too. Um, there was no Super Switch announcement, much to my disappointment, but we do have some more insight thanks to internal emails from the FTC versus Microsoft case um, that have kind of leaked. So according to The Verge, Nintendo has reportedly already briefed Activision Blizzard on its next console and had in fact done so back in December of last year. So according to the source executives at Activision Blizzard, including CEO Bobby Kotick, met with Nintendo executives in December 2022 to discuss the successor to the Switch. The resulting emails, which refer to the platform as Switch NG, so next generation, contain key information relating to Nintendo's plans. Um, The document is heavily redacted, but there's a quote here, Given the closer alignment to Gen 8 platforms in terms of performance and our previous offerings on PS4 and Xbox One, it's reasonable to assume we could make something compelling for the NG Switch as well. It would be helpful to secure early access to development hardware, prototypes and prove that out nice and early. It's pretty much stuff we know because we had... We had done a news story before saying that this thing was going to be about as powerful as a PS4. Mm-hmm. And so that seems like it, that's the case. Which, I don't know. <laughs> On one hand, you're like, it's a handheld. I mean, sorry, that's, that's kind of buried the lead there. This sort of proves, at least, that it, they're going to stick with the same form factor. Yeah, if like, it's, if it's codenamed the Switch NG, then yeah, yeah. Then they're going to stick with the Switch form factor, which yeah. you would think is a no-brainer. It's but it's fucking Nintendo. Yeah. Like... You think that, and then all of a sudden, the next fucking console is a bop it or something, and you're like, "Why did you do that? <laughs> Why did you do that? You had a winner." They like to innovate, aye. Uh, but they do. Nintendo sometimes just go, and now for something completely different, and you're like, "What are you Bop doing? It. Flick it!" Uh, so, I at least it's going to be a sort of a Switch style. But like, see the one thing I'm. I would be concerned about if I was Nintendo, right? Like, they've got this pocket where they're like, right, we don't need to compete with Sony and Microsoft because we've got got a handheld that's also a console because you can dock it. But, like, see if xCloud and PlayStation's cloud streaming catch up. All of a sudden, you'll be able to play all your PlayStation games and all your Xbox games in the exact same manner as you would play a Switch. And at that point, then it's like... There's nothing differentiating. Aye, except the fact that the PlayStation and the Xbox One can play much fucking higher quality games. Mm. Like just now, yeah, you're like outside of the fucking Steam Deck and that. But that's PC nerd stuff. Um, but, it, 
But on con- it, on console, you'd be like, I know they've still got Mario and they've still got Zelda. The games you play for. Yeah. I know, like, but at the moment, it's almost like they've got the handheld market on lock. But mm. like when that PlayStation Portal thing comes out, if that actually works well, then all of a sudden you've got a PlayStation Five in your hands. Yeah, and I just wonder if that impacts play those it. IPs. Yeah, I was going to say, I get what you're saying, but for me, like, it's you play the, the game. Oh, play yeah. Zelda. I just wonder if it impacts it at all. Yeah. I'm not saying it's going to destroy it because I they'll release another Mario after they'll drop their pants and it'll be all good. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, last week was busy with old streams, so Sony got in on the action too with a state of play. Um, well, they seem to sort of play it down a little bit ahead of time. It actually delivered some pretty significant information. So Baby Steps opened the show and looked like a potential indie hit. So it's like a walking simulator in a very kind of literal sense. You awkwardly steer your character. Um, yeah, it seemed like... On the surface, it was like one of these almost like goat simulator type games where you're like, all you're doing is walking about, but he's struggling to do so. It seemed like somebody that had, had won too many beers. Yeah, it was like a caked up onesie wearing dweller. Season. Yeah, but then there was a lot of kind of good humour in it and they were mm. swearing at each other and stuff. So it seemed like it could be quite cool. Yeah. Uh, Divers 2 was shown again and confirmed to be delayed into 2024, but we did get a date of February 8th. Um, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora was shown. That game does not look good. <laughs> if you're an Avatar fan, which no. apparently... I'm, are, there, are there those people that exist? I'm told they exist, right? Unless it's some sort of elaborate hoax, right? Because that first movie did really well, right? But I, I sort of felt that over time people realised that it was shit. Yes. Yeah. But then the second film came out this year or the end of last year and it did really well. And I'm like... I don't know a single human who likes this franchise, but yet it does really well. And I'm like, who are these people? If you're a listener and you're that person, please let us know. There is, maybe it's you and you, well, there's one person in the Discord that quite likes them. <laughs> but I just, I don't know. Like, there's obviously like a different subset maybe of people. have managed to con a new audience. Like, do you know anyone that likes the films? No, it's pish. But I know, but then <laughs> they do well. Pish. You're like, where are you? Play about flying fucking blue naboos or whatever they're called. What are they called again? Nari? I, I don't know. Naboo? I, I, I left the cinema during. I left the cinema during the first one. It's bad. It's Aye. so bad. It's just not gripping in any way. I've never oh, seen shit. the end of the first film. Yeah. Fucking walked out. I've got no, I've I've no interest in seeing the second one. No interest at all. What about the other five that are in production? Fuck them. <laughs> no. But yeah, so essentially from what we've seen here, this game looks like Far Cry with an Avatar skin on it. Like it's made by Ubisoft and when you watch it, it's first person and it there's bases. The whole thing looks like Far Cry 6 but with blue people. Nope. Okay. Pass. Hard pass. Same. Um, you might not pass on this one though. So we also got a double dose of Resident Evil 4 goodness with the VR mode, um, first of all, given a winter release window. But to tide us over, there's some free DLC dropping the day this podcast launches. It's called Separate Ways and you take control of series favourite Ada Wong. I do enjoy Ada Wong. Mm. But there's too many games, too many games for a free DLC that's almost certainly quite insignificant yeah uh, and uh, it's cool that they're bringing Resident Evil 4 out in VR but being the completionist that I am mm-hmm. uh, earlier in the year I completed Resident Evil 4 <laughs> six times to get the platinum 
and so I will Jesus not. Christ. I will not be returning in VR for a, a substantial period of time. I am Resident Evil Ford out. Are you enjoying that? Or are you actually just grinding? The first three runs, probably. <laughs> I did enjoy it, but then at that point, I was like in so deep that I just wanted the platinum. And the, la- the last three runs were a bit of a chore. Like when you know it's happening, you know what I mean. I know, like just it just doesn't seem like a fun experience. But see, the thing is, right? I mean. I get it, you're right, <laughs> you're right, but what I would say in my defence is that, see Resident, like, see when you first play Resident Evil 4, it's like 15, 16 hours long, right, but then after it, when you're doing like subsequent runs, you can do it in like three hours, two and a half, three hours, right, okay. so it's not like that length every time, go ahead, go ahead. like there's a speedrun trophy where you have to do it in like under three hours. I suppose the first time you play it, you're taking everything in, and then you probably get name new game plus when you've got loads aye. of gear and shit. Aye, aye. There's, there's ways you can just like sort of aye. blast plus, through it, but yeah, it's, it's, it still was a bit OTT. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, Spider Man was obviously shown. Sorry, Spider Man Two was obviously shown off again, highlighting how seamless the fast travel is. Um, in an interview with IGN, Insomniac director of Core Technology, Mike Fitzgerald and project director Jeanette, Jeanette Lee talked about the tech behind the game um, and on when the topic of ray tracing came up, Fitzgerald explained that the game will offer multiple frame rate options, so 30, 40 and 60 frames per second. The F- 30 FPS mode will have better graphic graphical fidelity, but if you trade some of that pretty image quality, you'll get a smoother frame rate at 60. But regardless of which you pick, Fitzgerald says that ray tracing will be on by default for each mode and says this is thanks to the studio working with the PlayStation 5 long enough to understand the tech, having released three games on the system already between both the prior Spider-Man games and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Um, And also another bit of info is that the length is roughly the same as the original. Good. It's a good solid length. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, if you're not playing it at sixty, since then you're a fucking idiot because you're getting ray tracing at sixty frames a second. So that's the only way to play it. <laughs> okay, thanks. Um, and it's October twentieth. In case you forgot that. Right. That's actually in the settings. By the way, you go to you go click, 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 and it's like Craig's setting. Aye. Are you a fucking idiot? No. Right, sixty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the show finished with Final Fantasy VII Rebirth and the impressive trailer culminated with a date. So the second part of this Final Fantasy VII remake is set to launch on February 29th. Is it a leap year next year? Must be. Yep. The trailer looks cool. Like, I'm not the biggest Final Fantasy VII fan, but I did like the remake. And so once I watch a recap video to remember what happened, because it was like three years ago, I will be ready for this. Okay, and now on to Xbox. Yeah. So, in a huge and pretty devastating leak for Xbox, FTC trial documents have surfaced online revealing Microsoft's plans for a mid-gen Xbox refresh in 2024, a next-gen hybrid Xbox in 2028, and Bethesda's release schedule. A leaked email revealed Phil Spencer really wants to buy Nintendo. There's also word of a potential one-hand Xbox controller and next-gen version of Rockstar's Red Dead Redemption 2. 
Yes, so there's a lot to unpack here. Um, I should not be recording this on Tuesday, so the news kind of broke this morning of when we were recording. Um, So apologies if we miss anything. I think the latest update is that it was Xbox's fault, which is hilarious. Well, yeah, so as I understand, what happened is that there was like a document uploaded to the website hosted by the US District Court for the Northern District of California, I think it is, where the FTC is obviously suing Microsoft over the $69 billion buyout of Activision Blizzard. Um, so I think at first glance, like the PDF document looked heavily redacted, but then if you opened it in Adobe Reader, there was like a bunch of attachments included in the document and they weren't redacted, obviously. So that's where all these leaks have come from. Um, and yeah, and See whoever fucking uploaded that, I would be yeah, hiding yeah, yeah. under a sofa right now because Phil Spencer is going to absolutely murder you. Yeah, so in a tweet, Douglas Farrar, he's the director of the FTC's Office of Public Affairs, so he tweeted and basically said, we're not to blame. And in a statement issued to NBC News, um, he actually accused Microsoft of causing known problems. So I think it, it, it's them that caused the error in uploading the documents, apparently. So obviously yeah. Microsoft has yet to respond, but the documents have been removed. But they're out there people now anyways. Yeah, people <laughs> it doesn't matter if you remove yeah, no. them now. It's a fucking 20. I love how they do that. Like, because you have to do that. They have to, like, you have to them remove back. them, but you're under no illusions that, that everybody has them. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's kind of pointless, really, isn't it? Aye. It's nine, like a futile exercise. Nine times out of ten, when you open a PDF, it auto downloads it. Mm. So, <laughs> but yeah, a twenty-page document outlining Xbox's plans up to twenty thirty. Yeah, so that, I mean, that that's just one of the attachments, though, Craig. So, um, yeah, so the the one we'll talk to first is the Xbox roadmap to twenty thirty, which was obviously shared as part of this. Um, the mid-gen refresh is outlined. So the company's mid-gen refresh is slated to arrive in 2024, four years before plans for a proper next-gen console expected in 2028. So next year's new Xbox Series X, which is codenamed Brooklyn, will be all digital and sports a new cylindrical design. It's set for a launch next October um, and is set to offer two terabytes of internal storage, faster Wi-Fi, and comes with Microsoft's refreshed Xbox controller, which I'll speak about after. Um, it'll also draw less power, include a front-facing USB-C slot, and offered at the current Xbox Series X price of $499. Um, as I mentioned, there's no disk drive. I liked their little quote that said, adorably all digital. There was quite a lot of like PR spiel in this document that I was mm. like, cringe, don't mm. say that. Um, yeah, I can't believe they put that in. Like, <laughs> they know, like, they're going to get a lot of backlash mm-hmm. for going all digital. Mm-hmm. Like, just now they've got one that's digital and one that's not. And as of next year, their mid gen refresh, both of them are all digital. So they're basically ditching physical media altogether, which they won't get as much blowback as PlayStation would because at this point, Xbox is fastly moving towards being a game pass machine for yeah. most people but which think... is what they want but i mean to say adorably all digital that's just goading people in it that's let's see physical game collectors like they're all out <laughs> physical media is dying though when oh, you're in it. so it's, it's dying on its ass but part of the appeal is why you're sort of 
loyal as you know your back your catalogue of games and you know the backwards compatibility that they offer and if they become all digital then that's not so um and yeah the xbox series s which is codenamed elwood keeps the current series s uh, look and price it's set to launch slightly earlier in august next year it features one terabytes of internal storage and again faster wi-fi and reduced power so yeah Okay. Um, so oh, it's basically minimal upgrades but not to like the power or anything like that and both of them are all digital new controller it's more just for folk buying one now it's not for us to buy another one aye yeah. and bo- just an up- unless an you want a cylinder one. exactly yeah. aye, and aye. B- <laughs> both of them no. are doubling their hard drive space mm-hmm. aye. because games are just getting bigger and bigger and it'll be all digital so you'll fucking need it mm-hmm. Aye. So it's more just for new people into the Xbox market. Yeah, because it was interesting. They noted that, I can't remember what this was on recently, but I think it was Xbox themselves put out the stats, but apparently, like, see, in terms of this generation, 75% of Xboxes are Series S and 25% are Series X. Mm. Mm. So it tells you that physical media is dying. Aye. So most, mo- most people have have taken that barrier, like, that's been their barrier to entry. Yeah. So. so if you looked at those numbers... Your business sense would say that's where we're going to go as well. Microsoft really? have been desperate to ditch physical media. They don't want it. No. Well, it's less expense, isn't it? Yeah. And you, you just put your game straight to market. Yeah, it cuts out secondhand game sales as well. So you're getting yeah. you're getting way more profit. Yeah, because um, we all know that. Well, if folk don't know that, they don't get any of that back once it's sold. Once that's your that's, it. that's your profit share. Anything after that, it's whoever's selling it is getting that money. You're not the developer and all that kind of stuff. It's not going to cut the pre-owned yeah. sale. Not, not and, one bit. Interestingly, we didn't mention this when we were talking about Starfield, Jim. Starfield. Um, <laughs> that Starfield is the fifth highest selling game first week sales this year. I thought that was really interesting. Okay. For a game that's on Game Pass on consoles and PC. So it's like... I mean, it debuted this week at number one or whatever last week, whatever it was. But yeah, it's the fifth best week one game sales of any game this year. Physical. Physical, aye. Okay. Well, uh, might have been physical and digital. But just the fact that this none of that included Game Pass. Mm. Like, you would think that most people would be getting it via that, but people have, have shelled out. Yeah. Quite impressive. Um, so yeah, I should also note, like, obviously, this is the leaked document, like... We don't know if that's still their plan. It was from yeah. May 2022, so you would could think. Have changed. You would think, but it could have changed. Um, same with the controller. So ahead of both of these refreshes, um, there's a new controller expected May of next year with the tagline, now playing on a screen near you. Um, and this is where I think it gets kind of interesting. So the path to 2030, it notes the controller will be the only thing you need to play on every device. So this low barrier to entry, I think, is what they're going to hope fuels subscriber growth as well. Um, it's got some haptics. It's They've jazzed it up a little bit. Um, you'll still be able to do the whole design your own, yep. design labs and stuff like that as well. So essentially what it sounds like, and there's been no clarity in this, obviously, but it sounds like the controller will also almost be... Remember at one point they were talking about bringing out like a USB dongle 
that would have like basically like Game Pass on it. You could plug it into your TV or you could plug it into like whatever, and it would, you would right. then be able to play Game Pass whatever through the cloud. Right. Well. It seems like what they are talking about is that the Xbox controller, you would be able to connect that via Bluetooth to a TV and automatically play Game Pass through the if right. your if your TV can connect to the internet. That's mental. Because unless they haven't worded that very well, but they're saying the controller is all you would need. Hmm. Now I suppose technically they could turn around and say, "Aye, but we are basing this on TVs will have the app." But it yeah. seems like the the controller is going to have what would would have been in this dongle in it, so that essentially all you need to do is connect the controller to any sort of workable screen, and then you can play Xbox Game Pass over the internet. And if that's the case, that's pretty fucking cool. That's crazy. I mean, it needs to work well. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> you need a good internet connection. It's still yeah. it's not going to fucking six G itself. But um, I mean, that would genuinely be quite a leap if that's what it does yeah um and then there is obviously mention of the next console vision so after the xbox series x and s would represent sort of not just a new device but a new ecosystem generation i think was the quote um executives outlined a plan and another leak sort of slide deck from again from may 2022 um quote here says our vision develop a next generation hybrid game platform capable of leveraging the combined power of the client and cloud to deliver deeper immersion and entirely new classes of game experiences a lot of birds words and blah in there that makes it sound well but (laughs) i sort of figured that after this refresh thing the xbox would just go all cloud we're done yeah. and they would just get rid of the console but the fact that that says mm-hmm. hybrid it seems like just now they're thinking they can't fully get rid of console mm-hmm. but i don't know what the hybrid necessarily means because surely they're trying like xbox just now their sort of main goal is how can we get people what's the cheapest way we can get people onto game pass and if they can do it through this controller, fucking great. All you need to do is buy, what, a £60 controller and you're good. Mm-hmm. But um, Yeah, because it's interesting that, again, in the, the leaked documents is a graph which shows the project, projected growth of Game Pass and, like, the biggest jump is for cloud users. So, like, the kind mm-hmm. of console yeah. users, they sort of, they are expecting growth, but it's, this, you know, a steady growth, whereas mm. they're, they're looking for a huge leap in those cloud gaming subscribers. Um which you would imagine comes. Mm. Like, if the internet becomes good enough, then aye. Like, I was saying this to you earlier. See, if if it was completely seamless and all I had to do was use this new controller and it came on my screen and it worked perfectly, then yeah. aye, why the yeah. fuck would I buy a console? Yeah. I'd never buy a console again. That'd be amazing. But it, it doesn't work very well just now. But if we get to a point where it does, then aye, absolutely. Who's spending £450 on a console if you don't have to? Okay. Uh, So other leaks as well. Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer would really like to buy Nintendo someday. So there's an email from (laughs) August 2020 between two top Microsoft marketing executives and Spencer wrote to them that, quote, Nintendo is the prime asset for us in gaming and that getting Nintendo would be a career moment and I honestly believe a good move for both companies. It's a fucking stupid thing to say, isn't it? Uh, Remember the whole thing? Remember we watched that Microsoft documentary 
about Xbox and about how they came across the first Xbox yeah. and they had went, they like flew over to Japan or something like that and they're like, we'd like to buy you. Mm. And the whole room full of Nintendo executives just started laughing at them and they had to leave. Like... It's so arrogant. It's arrogant, isn't it? It's fucking the unbelievable. Fact you just like, turn up with money and it's like, it's not all about that. Uh, I mean, there's a heritage there. Yeah. It's not all about a, a dollar bill amount, you know what I mean? But that's what they think. They think they can just turn up with their fucking wallets and Aye. go, we're here to buy you. Yeah. And they'll just go, oh, how much, Mr. America? You know what I mean? It's unbelievable, man. But I mean, as I alluded how many, to... How many times do you need to get laughed at a building? Yeah. As I alluded to earlier, like, I don't know, for me, like, you play, you want to play the games. Like, if they buy Nintendo, so what happens on your screen? You get Xbox logo and the Nintendo logo next to each other. Yeah. It's still... It's still the Nintendo IPs and the, ga- the yeah. Nintendo games that you're playing. I'll tell you what you get. Achievements in Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fucking go. I just want it. I'd be quite happy. Fuck's sake. I don't want to buy a fucking you Switch 2 down, that's the same. Right into Zelda. Switch 2 that's the same power as a PS4. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is also some stuff about ZeniMax Media. So before it was acquired by Microsoft, ZeniMax Media, the parent company of studios like Bethesda Game Studios and ID Software, was working on remasters of The Elder Scrolls 4, Oblivion, Fallout 3 and a new entry in the Doom franchise. The games were included in a July 2020 Microsoft presentation about the then-potential ZeniMax acquisition. Um there's also some unannounced games in the presentation that include the Oblivion remaster, originally set for fiscal year 2022, Doom Year Zero and DLC, which was fiscal year 2023, and a second set of DLC for the year after, the Fallout 3 remaster, fiscal year 2024, a sequel to Ghostwire Tokyo, which was 24 as well, and Dishonored 3, 24. And there's also a number of titles for console and PC without specific names, including the Indiana Jones game, which we've known about for a while and was originally scheduled for this year, was it? Last year? Last year. <laughs> yeah. Um, See, that's... this like Obviously, COVID flung stuff off big time, right? But this projection from ZeniMax is fucking ridiculous. Like, Granted, it's from 2020, but it's got Starfield in fiscal year 2021. We're now in fiscal year 2023, and mm-hmm. it's just come out. So that's two fucking years. Uh, it has... It's got the Indiana Jones game down as fiscal year 2022. So that game was initially expected to come out last year. We've seen fuck all of it. It's probably not coming out for about another two years. Like, I, I get that you look at that, and then all oh, COVID happened, and it sort of delayed stuff, but fucking hell, how everything on that's like two years off schedule. Yeah. That's true. Um, but Dishonored 3 though fucking take a bit of that if that's true and they're still they are definitely making that that's awesome there's one codenamed Project Platinum Craig <gasps> drink that oh, trophy sport Platinums oh my god you just load up and every time you press A ding <laughs> ding it's basically my name is Mail 4 Um. They were document heavy. Uh, there's a lot of stuff have come out. We can only talk about so much of it, but yeah. Um, I would say the chances are that there will be more to this story by the time this podcast goes out. So certainly take a deep dive yourself. But what we've outlined is the biggest stuff as of this recording. Yeah. Do Xbox respond and if so, or Microsoft, do Microsoft respond and if so, what do they say or do? What's your PR strategy if it was you? 
I think you probably have to say something. Oopsies. I think you probably just have to go, yeah, this was a real document, but obviously things are very fluid over here at Microsoft, and so that was the plan as of 2022, but obviously things have changed, and we're not going to get into the specifics of what they are. And I think until you just, we're ready to announce, nah, yeah, yeah, I think just you just leave, leave it a bit ambiguous. Like th- things have obviously changed since we we put that document in circulation. Yeah, like one of the um, things it says as well that it's a thing they can't resource right now, but it's a handheld. But I'm like, there's no like people will will jump on that and go, oh my god, Xbox are going to make like a, a Vita. But I think if they made any sort of handheld, it would just be one of those. Like it would be like the the PlayStation one that's coming mm. out, it would be a cloud-based... Like, they're not going to make an actual handheld. It will be some sort of cloud-based thing. Yeah. Um. So nothing to get too excited about because you can already just do that with your phone. But yeah, I think they just... They play it down. They just say, yeah, look, it is real. We have to acknowledge it, but things change. And so some of that stuff is okay and some isn't. Yeah, so Phil Spencer has come out um, post-recording of our episode and said we've seen the conversation around old emails and documents it's hard to see our team's work shared in this way because so much has changed and there's so much to be excited about right now and in the future we'll share the real plans when we are ready I saw a few things on Twitter today and people were like oh I can't believe this this is basically just handed PlayStation Xbox's plan for the next seven years but what in that plan was really shocking. No, nothing. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're like, I don't know. They're trying to go all digital and they're hoping to go cloud-based. I've been telling you that for a year. Like, if you didn't think that was what was coming, then you'd listen to the wrong people. Mm. So, I don't know. I don't think it's that devastating, but yeah, I think they need technology. And yeah, last bit of news um, is around Unity. So last week they caused a bit of a stir in the gaming world when they announced new fees. Um, so the company said that they wanted to charge its customers a fee every time someone installed a game based on the engine. So it said the charge would only kick in once the game hit a certain number of downloads, but could be as much as like 20 cents or 16 pence at the top level. Um, so this generated quick angry response across the games industry and some studios even threatened to move to different engines if it even if it meant like possible delays to like new releases uh unity then updated its blog post on sunday night to say we've heard you we apologize for the confusion and angst the runtime fee policy we announced on tuesday caused company said we are listening talking to our team members, community, customers and partners and we'll be making changes to the policy. We'll share an update in a couple of days. Thank you for your honest and critical feedback. So they've sort of backtracked, but actually they've not confirmed what they're now going to do because I think they said this was going to be in place for the 1st of January next year. Um, so yeah, their shares dropped nearly like 11% on Monday in trading. I saw a thing online. It was from... Chris Scullion that works at VGC mm-hmm. and he had suggested and he's obviously just spitballing but he's like I wonder if they didn't really plan on making changes this bad but they announced this so that when they run it back a bit and they go okay we'll only do this people are like right we've made a compromise there do you know what I mean? I mean that's one strategy <laughs> it's possible uh it got pretty heated. I mean, this was going to put people out of business. Yeah. Because they were talking about retroactively doing it. 
So, like, it would mean that, like, games couldn't go to Game Pass. Because it wasn't just games bought, it was games, it was per download. download yeah. And I saw there was a studio, I can't remember who it was, but they'd tweeted out, been like, look, we've already signed a deal to go on Game Pass next year. If we release our game and even 10% of Xbox Game Pass users download it, that could put us out of business. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they're not going to get away with it. I mean, if they do, they'll end up out of business. Yeah. And so many developers are like mid-development and that's just change it at that point. And yeah, you're right. It's um, So yeah, remains to be seen what's going to happen. But Yeah, I think this will get walked back pretty swiftly. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's all for the news this week. Um, I say all, oh, there was quite a lot, but you know. Uh oh. <laughs> Just the two, just the two streams and a fucking leak. At least we covered all, all of them. That's true. Apart from PC, really. But yeah. <laughs> nerds. Uh, okay, this week's movie was the last Starfighter released in nineteen eighty four. I came across this when I suggested it, and apologise for that in advance. Apology or- not accepted. <laughs> it's an hour and forty minutes of my life. I will never get back. So I'll remind you of the story in case you forgot, i.e. me, because I fell asleep. PTSD here. Uh, So Alex Rogan lives in a remote trailer court where his mother and his manager, no, his mother is his manager, and everyone's like a big, massive, like, family, happy, happy. It's a bit weird. Bit incest grown, it seems. Yeah, so he defeats Starfire, which is a stand-up arcade game at the trailer park place, um, to the applause of everyone, they all seemed to just wake up and they were all there. Yeah, that was that was the first laugh out loud funny bit in the film, I thought, was when he... He's standing there playing a video uh, game and everyone's... And one guy's like, oh my God, he's going to get the new high score and everybody just appears. Well, that's the thing. He doesn't even realise himself that he's anyone near the high score, no. but the guy cleaning up in the background is like, oh my God, you've got 970,000. And then all of a sudden, people just start appearing... From behind lamp posts, oh, from behind hills. This was so eighties wholesome. They all just start. Like, out, Alex is giving the high score. Holy shit! The grandmas are coming out. Now, there's about forty people cheering them on in the background. He's, doing, like, he's right. doing what? They don't even know what it fucking is. They're looking at it, going, yeah. "What the hell is this?" Lynch. So everyone applauds. He gets the new high score. Great, and then the next day he finds out he's been turned down for a student loan for college. So we bit got in. He's quite depressed about that. And then he meets Centauri. Centauri. Centauri, who introduces himself as a person from the company that made the game. But before Alex and anyone can... Turns up in a fucking DeLorean as well. He does do that, yeah. But before Alex and anyone else watching really can understand what the hell's going on, he's on the ride of his life in a sports car, flying through space. And it turns out he's been chosen to take the skills that he showed on the video game into real combat to protect the galaxy from an invasion. Um, he gets as far as the Starfighter base before he's like, meh, this isn't for me. Suck this. I'll go back home, thanks. But then when he gets back home, he finds a Zando Zan, which is an alien bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. Just in case you didn't know that. Um, Unfortunately, he- <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, creepy thing. Um, so he's like back home stalking him. So he can't, he's like, well, I can't go home and live here now, so I'm going to have to go back to the Starfighter base, find all the pilots have been killed, and then he is now the galaxy's only chance to be saved from the invasion. 
This is where I turned off. Um, I was going to say, if you'd shown this level of fucking enthusiasm last night, you might have managed the whole film. Well, this is as far as I got. But I figured, you know what? He's going to be victorious and it's all going to be fine in the end. You've so. kind of got the gist. Yeah. I felt the best bits of the film were... The end credits. That good, good shout, actually. But that and the, the bit where it goes back to the earth and shows you the beat, the beta unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually not bad for the time, wasn't it? I actually wanted to watch that film where the beta unit's trying to impersonate a human because yeah. the other guy's up there in the sky saving the galaxy. I wanted to watch that film. I thought that was better. Aye, it would have been preferable to the film we saw. Because some of the bits were funny. Like some of the bits, I actually laughed. I did actually laugh out loud when uh, they were at the lake. Uh-huh. And the guy is doesn't know how to talk to the girl, so she's getting annoyed because he's not yes. kissing and all that kind of stuff. And then he starts listening with his supersonic ears to the other guy who's had the same issue, and he's giving it the, oh, darling, come on, you know I love you. And he says that, and he listens and says that to her, uh-huh. and then he listens and hears something else like, you're my Juliet, you're my Venus. And he says that, but then that guy quite specifically goes... Those other girls meant nothing to me. And I'm like, no, don't say that. Don't say that. And you can see him thinking that he comes at me. And I actually thought that was quite funny. Uh, I I actually did think that was funny. And he gives up the ghost quite quickly after that. He's just like, right, fine, I'm not Alex. Yeah. (laughs) Because he realises he's fucked. I get shot and the fucking mate was hanging at him. Yeah. Also, the other funny bit that I thought was when he was on the back of the pickup truck and the, the girlfriend's like, ah, you're acting a bit funny. You're acting a bit strange. And he's like, well, how should I act? And she was like, well, you should be trying to have a good time. You should be laughing. And then he just looks straight ahead and just goes, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> just starts like uncontrollably laughing like an absolute maniac. Uh, that bit was quite funny. Uh, yeah. It seems I miss both these instances. Yeah, but to me... <laughs> Well, that as well with his, uh, he's fucking changing, his, he's like fixing his hearing and he puts his head on he the desk. He takes his head off, I saw that bit. Yes. Yeah. See, I thought there was quite a lot of, for the time, like camera trickery and bits, yeah, good, good, things good added in that, you know. Yeah, it wasn't terrible like that. And the the puppetry, the like the costumes, the alien faces, they all look really good, really well done. I but, thought it was really I mean, well they done. were see, when revolting, they took the, but yeah. Yeah, no, they were fucking horrible, but it's well done. See when the beta unit mm. was still forming. Yes. And they took the cover back and he was yeah. still like, I don't know, like right. a fucking fully grown baby. Yeah, was like yeah, that, that was, was pretty well nice. done. Why yeah. did he have to be like that? I don't know. He was becoming because when he shook his hand in the car, it's obviously like getting his DNA so uh, that he can then become him. Okay, oh, he was in the shadow in the car, wasn't he? Yes, yeah, okay. and it was more like he's always like a blank slate. Yeah, and he gets his DNA, but zapping him, and it obviously takes a wee while to form and become that. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. You okay. don't really get told that. Aye, and he sort of morphs into it over time. But I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that's what happened. To me, funniest bit of the film is when Centauri dies. <laughs> Possibly the worst death ever filmed on the big screen was that the, I think that was you, right as you were falling asleep no I think you woke me up laughing it was really really bad so was it the acting that was bad or just the scene in general all of it the acting was fucking terrible so they they get back to 
whatever planet it is, and it seems like he's dying, but he just seems a bit sleepy. And then Alex gets out of the car, runs around to the other side, opens the door, and they're just standing there, being like, oh, are you okay, Centauri? And then he just sort of wakes up and talks to them as if he's totally fine, and then just goes, and just fucking dies like that. I'm like, right, you seemed like you are dying, then you just started talking completely normally, and then you just went, boop, and he was dead. It's one of the worst, easily one of the worst deaths I've ever seen on the screen. Yeah, he just kind of dips his head. Aye. And And that's him. You're like, have you ever died in a film before? What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the cast, I don't think, really amounted to much, or certainly I've not heard of any of them. I've got down that the girlfriend grew into her face. Yeah, so, you did show me a picture. She does look more attractive now. Yeah, because I, I felt I felt like she, much like the bot, the beta unit in that bed was trying to grow into Alex's form, <laughs> I felt that she hadn't fully grown into her form. Mm-hmm. Like her ears weren't fully formed. She had a bit of a kind of weird face. But then you look at her now, she's like 60 year old or whatever, and she's actually not bad looking. She's still kicking about acting today. The strangest part of this whole film is the fact that it's got a 6.7 on IMDb. What's going on? I think it's a cult status kind of thing. People just kind of like it. Maybe it's like nostalgia. People watch this when they're younger, rate it as a good film. You know what I mean? Well, we actually got a couple of bits of feedback that sort of relate to that. Yeah, so Hendo, Hendo? Hendo. Said, I remember enjoying this film when my dad showed it to me as a lad. That was not my experience this week. What the fuck was even going on? Hope the team pans this. Two crumbs off a pie. Okay. Uh, Ewan also said, fond memories of this when I was young. It was the first time I ever saw... It was the first time I ever saw that incorporated gaming and arcade gameplay felt next gen. Um, And... That was all. This... That, well, last bit said this movie gave me the fear of being whisked away f- from for my outstanding skills in a particular field thanks to video games, and I'd have to live out the rest of my days as a bomber man. Mm. Yeah, I mean, sometimes we do sections like favorite scene. I I don't have a favorite scene. No, I, I do the one at the lake. The one at the lake. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Just like the ambience. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, this this it, would... looked, it just looked bad. That thing, it just looked very bad. Like, I know for back in the day, it probably looked amazing. Um, because it, they were supposed to bring out a game, apparently, that coincided with it all. All right. But that game that he's playing, that technology didn't exist for a game at that time, not mm-hmm. even in an arcade machine, apparently. Yeah. Um, so it just wasn't doable. That's that's computer generated graphics at that C- time. Because to be fair, like granted, the actual gameplay didn't look too next gen. But mm. at one point they did show you like the spacecraft, and it was three D, and it was yeah. spinning round. And I'm like, yeah, they definitely couldn't do that back then. No, no way. No, it's, that's computer generated. Um, and the car that like Centauri drives is supposed to be like, modeled after the the DeLorean. Yeah. Um, Apparently it was a piece of shit. Oh, I, can't, I mean, I thought it was hilarious. Another bit that was quite... I'm saying there's a lot of bits that are hilarious here, despite hating it, but um, the scenes from inside the car, like, the dashboard just looked like Tetris. 
it was just lights flashing and moving yeah, about. They were actually like dotting about, and you're like, what the fuck? They've clearly know. just went, aye, this will look futuristic. That's the thing that I know, because like, you actually just need to put controls on it, but why does it always have that lights are going off everywhere? Does that, yeah. Is that what's going to happen in the future? We're going to, anybody epileptic is going to fucking struggle. Exactly. Because you know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> if you're driving that car and you're an epileptic, you're going to like have a fit every 10 minutes. The amount of lights that were like just flashing on and off, you're like, there's no way that any any human could possibly understand what's going on with any yeah. of these lights. There's you know too much. I love, I love stuff like this where, like, you know when he comes back the first time and he's getting dropped off, the car breaks down, he's getting dropped off mm-hmm. uh, and Centauri gives him a, a some kind of crystal thing that's like a beacon to kind of go, if you change your mind, press this. Mm-hmm. And you see it for a wee second and apparently what it actually is is the circuit board from a Casio watch. Ah. And, and I like a wee bit. And it's just like when you actually know that and you look at it because they've made it look really cool. Yeah. But then when you know shit like that, like, uh, that's a fucking how primitive hook. it is. I know, like it's just the circuit, it's the wee circuit, green circuit board for a Casio watch. You know what I mean? It's like what the fuck. But I love shit like that. I love it when they use like just basic stuff. Yeah, and they re- think, rejig it and all that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I think this is possibly a film that I would have a different opinion on had I watched it when I was young. Mm. Yeah, like yeah, if I'd watched this in like 1990 when I was five or something like that, I'd been like, oh, oh that's cool, and then I had nostalgia it. for it. But yes, hundred percent. As things go, it's in the it's definitely in the the sort of lower ten percent of the films we've watched, and we've watched some fucking shockers. Yeah, it just wasn't like because all the bow scenes, it just wasn't riveting because it's the technology's not there to make it. Nah, you know what I mean, yeah. And then that big, the, the main bad guy didn't really seem very, because he was like fucking huckled away quite soon. Aye. Like those guys look kind of like, he's supposed to be the main emperor of the galaxy. And they quite easily just went, get him fucking parked, get him away. Aye, they were and just like, they had enough of him. Take him away and he's getting the whole fucking, oh, I'm gonna, you guys, you know, get it I'll home. kill you all. And you're like, you're, like, you're not gonna know, are you? Like a fucking soap actor or something. Aye. <laughs> <It's> fucking shocking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's party. Let's get this. Let's. I want this film in the rear view mirror. It's <laughs> <laughs> not like you. Usually, usually love them. <laughs> it didn't have enough shitness to it. It was just there. Yeah, one and a few sleep emojis for me. One pie for me. One. Oh, what a shame. That might be our lowest score when you add in the sleep emojis because they, <sighs> they put it down even more. Negative. That's negative. Aye. No negative scores, Jess, you're getting from. I still, I genuinely, a 6.7, man, I, I find that incredible. Mm. <laughs> I find it fucking oh. incredible. If you were to line up all the IMDb scores of the films we've watched, it's probably in the top 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> Which is fucking ridiculous. That would to do, actually. And then correlate it with our scores. So when you've got five minutes, do that. Aye, I've got, I, was, I was just going to say, I mean, I've obviously got loads of free time, so I'll just get straight on that. I'll have the data for you by the yeah. end of the night. Just in between the job, the kids, standing on the TV playing FIFA, all that. See, if you could call surely we all could, that like... Data. See, to be fair, I'm really interested to know, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> surely... With the, you do fuck all, Jess. You with, could do that. Well, what I was thinking was, is there a way I could utilise some sort of AI to scrub all the podcasts, get me a transcript of them all, pull out the bits I need, oh, then scrub IMDb? Maybe. Probably. I'll leave it to no. you. Yeah. 
It's just going to be you do it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but then we'd have to check to make sure it did it right. Yeah, it's going to be the same amount of work anyway, wouldn't it? I am not going to take the lead on next week's choice because I've learned my lesson. Snakes in a Plane. Snakes in a Plane is a superior film. It's got Samuel Jackson in it. And snakes. Okay. And a plane. Okay. I think we'll we'll definitely get a bit of enjoyment out of that. Okay, get it watched next week. Let us know your thoughts. Um, and that is us for this week. If you have enjoyed the show, we kindly ask you to consider hitting the follow or subscribe button, depending on your platform. Uh, by doing so, you won't miss an episode. And it also helps us keep doing what we love, sharing our passion for gaming with you. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say. I'm going to go and lie down because I feel like shit. Goodbye. Yeah, I'm going to Goodbye.